Hello, hello. Welcome to Keeping It Real. This is Jim Vavida, uh, joined as always by Chris Carl. Howdy-do. And Eric Morrow. What's up? we got a lot to talk about this week. This will be our last podcast uh, until after Thanksgiving, uh, unless you guys want to do one next week. But <laughs> no, we have an abbreviated week next week, and I'm out most of it. So I will be gravid with food. <laughs> uh, gravid. All right. Wow. Big yeah. word. I know. Wow. That's uh, We're just going to end the podcast now because it's a $25 <laughs> word. But um, yeah, last weekend at the box office, Immortals uh, did better than either of us expected, Chris. Yeah. Uh, it made $32.2 million. I thought it would come in second place with 21 and that Jack and Jill would beat it with 22 You thought Immortals would be number one. Uh, you actually had the order correct with Immortals number one, Jack and Jill number two, and Puss in Boots number three. But each movie made uh, a little bit more than what we thought. So Immortals made $32.2 million. Jack and Jill second place with $25 million, and Puss in Boots just under $25 million. Now, Jack and Jill, this is... Uh, one of the few Adam Sandler movies of the last, you know, five years that hasn't opened to uh, north of thirty million or at number one. So, yeah. w- is this a referendum on Sandler or just on this particular movie? I think this movie just looked like a total piece of shit to everybody. Yeah. You know, like it just <laughs> yeah. like did not look great. So, yeah, I mean, the buzz around that I- I've heard. It's just been horrible, and this was pre-movie before anybody saw it. Just based on the screening, uh, the, uh, the trailers yeah. and the commercials and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not surprised that twenty five million dollars worth of people went to see yeah. it. But uh, yeah. God, I think the bigger story is Puss in Boots, man. Like that first yeah, it's hanging, isn't it? first week it came out, and we're like, oh, that number's not that impressive. The next week, you know, I don't think we knew the exact percentage, but I, I read about it since. It was only a 3% drop. It's a good movie from, from what I hear. I still have yet to see it, but my, my two-year-old niece, she just turned two the other day. Hi, Sybe. She just turned two the other day. I hope she's And she's listening. coming out to uh, – <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to make her start listening to the podcast um, and liking it on iTunes. Uh, she's uh, she's coming out uh, for Thanksgiving, so oh, I think nice. I'm going to try and take her to her, her first movie. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so maybe Muppets or Puss in Boots. Interestingly enough, um, you know – it, it, it was it held at I think thirty three million and only dropped to what almost twenty five million. That yeah. is a really impressive third week. Yeah, and then now with the holiday coming up, and I'm sure people who can't get into Muppets will try and you know take the kids to go see yeah. Yeah. Uh, Puss in Boots. It's great. So yeah, no, it's uh, uh, you know it sounds like a, a another DreamWorks animation success story there, and you know it, I think it spells good things for uh for them and for Guillermo del Toro was a producer on there. So. For me, I like the idea of Puss in Boots way better than Shrek. Like yeah. I haven't seen the film yet, but like I always like I like the Puss in Boots characters the best part of mm-hmm. the, you know, Shrek sequels. Yeah. And you know, I would rather see that go forward than Shrek go forward. Yeah. And I think it will now. Like I, I didn't think so before. Like yeah. opening week I was like, "Oh, well, that was a failure." Yeah. And now I'm like, "Well, I think I think I think it's actually going to make its money back and internationally, like probably blow, yeah. blow the roof off of it. All right. Well, we actually had uh, a lot more. It's not until every week I was just telling Chris this before the mics went live. Every week uh, when I sit down to get all the the topics together for the podcast, I think ah, you know, it's going to be a light week. And then I look at the news and I'm like, no, there's actually a, a <laughs> bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, but let's talk about uh, a trailer that debuted this week first, the Hunger Games trailer. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool-looking trailer. Yeah. You can yeah. check out our Rewind Theater between Mr. Morrow and Carl. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys have read the books. I am uh, planning on reading it over the holiday. Um, 
tell me uh, what did you think of the trailer and sort of how you know to people who don't know this property how good you know how good of a job do you think it did on selling them of what this world is and that it's not Twilight the way some mm-hmm. people might think I think for this trailer you know I think they nailed nailed the tone, the look uh, that was in my mind of mm-hmm. the book, you know, I think the casting, um, when you see it in action is, is really great. Like I was kind of scratching my head at some of the, some of the things earlier when I had, you know, kind of read about it. I was like, eh, I don't know. which particular, uh, casting Lenny Kravitz, mm-hmm. um, for me yeah. was a weird choice. And, and, you know, I, I wasn't really, I, I mean, I guess I could see Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks, but now that I see her in the makeup, it makes right, a lot more makes sense. More sense yeah. Um, Woody Harrelson's, uh, hair looks terrible in that trailer, but like, I think we, we have to do a piece on the, the many wigs of Woody Harrelson because <laughs> he's very, you know, he, he goes around bald all the time. Like yeah. everyone knows he's bald, but uh, you know, 2012 and all these other movies, he's yeah. got these ridiculous, uh, wigs. Yeah. Well, in this one, you know, I think he will look more haggard in different yeah. parts of the movie, but in that particular scene, I was just like, wow, dude, you know, you Use a blow dryer. But it's anyway. like he borrowed the wig from uh, Randy Quaid and Kingpin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I, okay, so to your other point, I don't know how much it sells it to people who haven't read the book. Because I, I mean, you can kind of speak to this, but since I've read the book, I felt like there was a lot of information that kind of confirmed what I wanted to see in the movie. But as somebody who would maybe didn't read the book, I, th- I kind of feel like parts of it could have been confusing. Well, they definitely, I thought, um, did a good job of playing up the. Um, uh, you know the battle royale uh, and the tension involved in that, and the stress and the fear and the you know all of that mixed into one into that that main premise of the book. And by doing that, and it was very intentional, right? Because exactly like you were saying, Jim, the studio is very aware of that misperception that's out there that this is just another Twilight. So I think they came out specifically with a trailer that's like not playing up any of the relationships because there are. Look, I'm not going to lie to you. There are some relationships that, that evolve in the book, but that's called storytelling, right? Yes. I mean, it's not <laughs> about sparkly vampires who fall in love and uh, forbidden love. and blah. None of that. I mean, no these are kids, kids forced to kill each other, you know? Yeah. And the relationships that develop are more about, like, alliances and things like that, you know? so Yeah, I find that argument almost ridiculous after having read the books. You know, like... Basically, you're taking this one element of the book. It is a through line, the the romance or whatever. It's a through line through the books, but it is not even close to the main point of the books. You know, it's yeah. like this is an element to drive the story forward, like you said. So. Well, somebody who who has not yet read the book, um, I think, just by virtue of this job, uh, I had been convinced that it wasn't Twilight a little, you know, a, a while ago. You know, obviously the initial, you know, times that I started to hear about the project i thought of twilight and i thought of a lot of other like failed fantasy uh, film franchise starters like lemony snicket things like i didn't know anything about it so for me to see the trailer i'm like it was definitely selling it towards young males and uh not that i would consider myself young anymore but (laughs) you know it's definitely it's selling the movie towards a demographic that um was probably ready to not even pay attention to it. Right. Um, it made me interested in seeing it because I kind of, you know, I guess when I was little, it was something like Logan's Run, right. where yeah. it's like the idea of young, doomed people is, you know, in time was kind of trying to do that. Uh, but, you know, the idea of the of the combat to the death, 
you know, yeah. the almost gladiatorial. And, and also, it kind of reminded me a bit of, like, there's this classic movie I, I, I did called uh, The Naked Prey, where this guy is basically he's going to run for his life through the jungle. And uh, just that sort of idea of, like, you are on your own out there, and good luck surviving. Yeah. That aspect of the trailer I found really interesting. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, it sold me. Like, it made me want to hurry up and get to reading the book, whereas yeah. before I was kind of like, yeah, I guess I can wait. You know? yeah. yeah, it's definitely uh, – it, it was definitely, like, a, a good convincer, that trailer, I felt like. And, and you know – you read the comments on IGN. There is a lot of that back and forth Twilight banter about people who, you know, are just like, oh, this is just like Twilight. You know, that's kind of like <laughs> ignorant if you haven't read the books. It was the, the, the last thing I thought of when I was watching that trailer was Twilight. Yeah. Just by virtue of them being young, it's yeah. Twilight. I mean, yeah. you could say that. But they're, they're doing that now with everything they say about the new Spider-Man. They say it about everything. Like if somebody is under 30 years old or looks like they've washed their hair, <laughs> then apparently it's Twilight. <laughs> Although I don't know if Kristen's or it washes her. I don't know that she does. <laughs> um, but on the Hunger Games uh, front, there is actually some sequel news, too. Uh, they're trying to get the Oscar-winning screenwriter of Slumdog Millionaire, a guy named Simon Beaufoy, to script Catching Fire. So, you know, trying to keep it on that, that sort of classy edge. Like, Gar- Gary Ross directed Hunger Games, and he's the same guy who did Pleasantville and mm-hmm. Biscuit. Again, two movies you wouldn't think of, uh, plus, you know, Hunger Games. Yeah. Like for the guy that make Hunger Games, who so, adapted the first one? Do you know? Because I'm, I'm looking it up right uh, now. I think Gary Ross co-wrote, co-wrote it with it? somebody else. I, I forget. Uh, okay. Forgive me, whoever it was that wrote it. We'll I mean, it what's interesting is um, the second. You know, I don't. I don't want to give anything away, but like the second book is. Um, not, I mean, it's not exactly the same. It gets a little bit more political, um, and so I, you know, I think among. Hunger Games fans, the second and third books are not as revered, um, but uh, but you know still very good. And I think I think actually a guy like that is not a bad choice for that at all because there is more. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, <laughs> like I, I'm stuck because I don't really want to say things. Well, I mean, the thing uh, again, as someone who hadn't read the book, when I hear they're getting the guy from Slumdog to write it, to me it says he sees something. Yeah dramatic and, and worthy in there to pursue because he doesn't have to do i'm sure that it'd be a good payday but it's like i'm sure he gets offered everything you know yeah, or at least he, he can look at anything you know um so to me it says that there's something that you know to chew on in there um and also i think you know the the uh for lionsgate this is definitely a do or die kind of franchise for now sure. that you know yeah. saw is gone um They've tried a few other things that haven't really taken off. So, I mean, Hunger Games needs to be big. It in that way, to, it is. It needs to live. In you know? that way, it is like Twilight. It is a. It is a uh, franchise that can make that studio. Yeah. yeah. Go to the next level. Yeah. I, I, one of the things that convinced me that Hunger Games was something I should take a little bit more seriously was. Uh, I went back east with my my girlfriend at one point, and we we went over to uh, her uh, her girlfriend's house. And it was, you know, she's the mother of a couple of young kids. Um, and she was reading all the books and she was like devouring them. And she hate, you know, not into Twilight, any of that stuff, as far as I know. So I'm like, okay, if you're into these books um, and you find something in there that you can't put down, then there, there, that to me says that there's a lot more people out there than just, it's not like Twilight where it's either you can kind of dismiss it as, you know, 15-year-old girls who are, you know, pining after some dude in school they can't have. Right. Or 50-year-old women who 
are in a miserable marriage and still pining after that guy <laughs> from high school. You and, know, it's uh, like don't want to me, go to the strip club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like uh, you know, to me, it's a all right. There's something else going on here for sure. And I think the demo, if they are able to capture sort of the young male demographic, the demographic on that movie is really huge. Yeah, like yeah, really, really huge. So it could like kind of steamroll into something. And it's big. coming out too at a good time of year where it could probably make a really good impact. It's March. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, it's not like they have to worry about some other big summer you know more established film franchise competing with it it's interesting now that um i feel like major releases are creeping up and up and up in the calendar and you know february maybe get claimed at some point here yeah it's just it, you know like there's almost April's no, the new may yeah there's almost mm. no off-limits month now like yeah. you, it used to be what like between sort of january yeah and, like and september and, April, and, 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 and september. In february we're like you know oh your movie must suck because they're putting it out then yeah no not anymore now yeah. it's just like when can we make the most money yeah so. all right well we have a, a lot of other news we want want to get to um the one of the big kind of nerd news pieces this week was doctor who david yates the director of the last several harry potter films the what i feel are some of the most taste you know uh the most beautifully filmed ones and um uh most character driven ones is is going to uh is teaming up with the bbc to make a doctor who feature film that won't be beholden to you know the current uh or the 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 tv incarnations the last several years um so that's kind of a uh a, a good bad thing for a lot of fans because they're like they love david yates they love the doctor who stuff i mean the the harry potter stuff but they love themselves the you know david tennant matt smith mm-hmm. you know doctor who's and if it's not going to have anything to do with that you know, it does seem to be kind of this part of this wave of uh, what Scott Calora dubbed in an editorial, the FU reboots, where it's like, <laughs> um, you know, between uh, Buffy and the Battlestar movies that are in, in development that aren't going to be tied to the, the recent, more popular TV versions. It's like, why are you doing so that? So you're basically what, you know, what his point was is you're taking your fan base that has loved these things and given you the success that you've enjoyed up to this point, and you're kind of saying, "F you, we want to expand this into a in a, into a bigger thing." All he laid out the pros and cons of it, though. Yeah, like yeah. There, there's definitely some, you know, good reasons for doing that because to bring in new people, you don't want to for be sure. beholden to. And you know, Star Trek is a good template for that. You know, Star Trek yeah. obviously has more fans than it's ever had, but. I don't know if that translates to, hey, we're real Star Trek fans. It's like, we're fans of going to see this movie that is an action movie. But it, it, it's a way to get them in the door. And maybe if you don't get them, maybe you'll get their kid. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a way of, of guaranteeing that this thing will, will live on. Um, I mean, you could say that, too, about you know comic book incarnations. Oh, sure. I mean, how many people, more people know uh, and probably have, have begun to think that Batman is cool from maybe the Nolan films or even the, the early Tim Burton ones. Um than have ever read the comics. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, Batman is such a multimedia entity, you know, like the Nolan films are one thing, but, you know, the Arkham you yeah. know, City, Arkham uh, Asylum video games are another one, and, you know, even Lego Batman, stuff like that, like, yeah. there's a, like, wide range of things that Batman's involved with now, and so there's a lot of entry points. So I think they're doing the same thing with Doctor Who, and um, honestly, if they can make Doctor Who... Who if they can pull off the same thing that they did with Star Trek with Doctor Who, I think it'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've always liked Doctor Who um, from a sort of 
distance, you know. I watched it a lot when I was a kid. Um, you know, watched the Tom Baker ones yeah. on PBS uh, back in Wisconsin, and then I kind of like fell off with Doctor Who because as I got older, I I just I'm superficial. I like. Special effects. I like cool-looking creatures. I like. And all you this learned stuff. to really hate the British. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> you know, the, it's a thing. It's like I always felt that Doctor Who suffered from TV production budgets. Sure. You yeah. know, because it was such a it's such a big story and scope. If you really think about it, I mean, this yeah. guy travels through time and space. His people, the Time Lords. There was a huge war between them. I mean, there's there's big concepts here, but then you get these aliens like the Daleks who. It's up the until the new, theater version of Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. up like, until the new version, they couldn't travel up or downstairs. So to run yeah. away from them, all you had to do was <laughs> go upstairs. You know, it's so. also like you know, it's like yeah, yeah, you have these wide sweeping, you know, awesome ideas, and then it's like you, you tune on TV. It's like you're watching the Cosby Show or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Filming in front of a live studio audience. Oh, um, you know, the most jarring thing about the old Doctor Who's was was the um, switch between video and uh, film yeah. and there would be like this really like sharp crisp video and then the, and then you'd go to the film of stuff outside and you're like oh, what, what's going on I don't like this what do you think uh, now our UK guys put up a, um, a piece the other day and we're going to have another one running today of like what we want in a Doctor Who film but um they made some casting suggestions of like uh, Michael Fassbender or um, Gary Oldman because you know he'd worked with David Yates in the Potter films. Um, uh, what, what do you guys think, or do you do you see this as? Because uh, I can already see this happening. Of like, no, we'll get like Robert Downey Jr. or Johnny Depp to do a fake British <laughs> accent and play Doctor Who. That would only be just considering how. All the Brits have taken over the uh, American superhero roles <laughs> lately, you know, so that's payback. <laughs> oh, we already took Sherlock Holmes from them. True, true. The, the, the last one standing is Bond. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, they're going to have to wait till the current producers, like, die before they ever try that. That would be war, I think. I if think, yes, American so became treaties Bond. would end, yeah. alliances would shift. <laughs> you'd, you'd suddenly see, like, you know, the Taliban go into power in <laughs> London. <laughs> you know, I mean, it would just, that's it. It's uh, over. Turn your years of friendship out the window. Fassbender <laughs> would be great. I don't think he'll ever do it, though. I don't know. You know? I, I think I, Gary Oldman would be fun. He'd be good. Might be interesting to go with not a name, you know. Uh, well, they also suggested Martin Freeman, who's got the the Hobbit coming out. Oh, so yeah. who knows? He could be in the office. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of he's got a, got a little bit of a Tom Baker vibe to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, he could be cool. I mean, I think the last couple get like a Doctor British Who's Jesse have, Eisenberg. He's, he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've kind of been like heartthrobby. Um, but I don't think that. Well, I know like David Tennant has a huge number of, of fans out there, and. Uh, you know, it's too bad that they're completely uh, – I wonder if there's any way they could kind of get the best of both worlds. Like cast somebody like a tenant uh, in the film version and sort of not still be beholden to the continuity. I, I don't know. I don't know if you could do that. Because yeah. I know didn't they, they did the old Peter Cushing Doctor Who right, movies movie, that were, yeah. you know. Yeah, I don't know. Or do a do a, do a uh, mocap version and somebody plays Peter Cushing's Doctor Who, <laughs> Rupert Grint as Doctor Who. Oh God, he's he's kind of uh, absurd enough that he could probably. Or, or actually, Daniel Radcliffe. I'm wondering about Rupert yeah. Grint 
you know, coming up, like what what are his prospects? He seems he like was way good in more this, this little indie film. I saw him in uh, Julie Walters, uh, who is also in Potter. They did a movie together a few years ago. I forgot what it's called, but it was it was like a nice little coming of age movie, and he was actually really good in it. I think I bet you he'll go back to Britain and kind of like have to reestablish his cred, like doing theater or TV shows over there. Um, uh, he might have to wait till he's a little bit older to kind of really. He might be more of that kind of comeback story, like wait till he's like thirty-five or forty, yeah. and because right now, yeah, I, I think it's just the the fact that he was the ginger kid, and <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> Harry Potter, Simon Pegg. Doctor Who. Oh wow, that would be awesome. That would be great. And he's such a nerd; like he's, he, would, he probably he loves it. You know, it, yeah. yeah. Let me just throw a name out there: Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> <laughs> that is throwing a name out. <laughs> Speaking of old seventy sci-fi, okay, there was a there was a rumor out this week that Universal's trying to do a uh, not six million dollar man because that's yeah. way too seventy six billion dollar man. Yeah. Um, uh, version of the the old seventies TV show with Lee Majors, the Bionic Man, and all that, and that. Uh, Brian Singer is looking at directing it, and they want Leonardo DiCaprio to star. Hmm. Um, hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I you know what? That's really more for like guys our age. Like, I loved I had, it as a kid. I yeah. had the yeah, doll. I like, did you too. Could look at the back of his head and have the eye, and you and, could have flip open like a piece of his arm, and you could see the bionics. In yeah, it. <laughs> and, and I actually have a, a very kind of tender, tiny Tim type story about this. <laughs> when I was a little boy, I had a leg disease. That caused me to be in a cast for three years. It casts oh, wow. on both my legs from uh, uh, right underneath the package to uh, <laughs> to the ankles with a board between my legs. And I had to walk like this for three years. Oh, God. And, but being a little kid uh, in the, you know, the, the mid-late 70s, um, you know, Bionic Man, uh, the $6 million man was huge. So I'd convince myself that I had Bionic legs. That's kind of like my imagination saved me from having like any issues over that. So I have I have a particular, you know, stake in this movie because I want it to be – I don't want it to – like they were trying to – they've been trying to get this movie made for yeah, years. Kevin Remember, Smith was once Kevin attached Smith, to it. And then oh, Jim wow. Carrey at one point yeah. was going to oh, – uh, and then I wow. think Chris okay. Rock was up for it at one point. And it's just like whoever is like hot at the moment. But I do feel like Singer could – at least class it up. You know? I think it needs to be cool and not funny. Like, well, the novel, funny, I guess I he's like laugh. an assassin. He's like a yeah. cyborg assassin. Like, oh, that's, really? That's oh, badass. Wow. Like, I'd like to read that. You know? Yeah, I just don't want it to be like slapstick. I, I just don't think that serves the material well, and it doesn't get to the heart of like what makes that. But thing will cool. they still have the <laughs> sound yeah, better? Remember sure, the episode well, the where Transformers did it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do remember that <laughs> in the uh, Universal Studios, the tunnel that spins. Yeah, you know, that makes you feel. Wasn't like that it, Andre the Giant? I just them? I, I love know. the jumping yeah. noise. The jumping noise. What's up though with? Kind of piggybacking on this story, I mean, what is what's up with Brian Singer doing all of these? I mean, obviously he's got Battlestar, he's attached to this. He was for a while attached to Logan's Run, Excalibur, Excalibur, like all most of, these of those remakes. have all fallen by the the wayside. From I think he just, I don't know if he wants to like. I think he genuinely loves all this stuff, but I don't know if it's just like a financial thing of like getting you know, kind of getting back out there by attaching yourself to the big properties. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean. This might be all that's really being offered these days. I think he's just a geek at heart, and and these projects are, you know, I mean, there's so much less. 
people aren't taking risks on movies anymore, you mm-hmm. know? And and by the way, movies that come out and do try to work from their own material are getting killed usually. I mean, In Time wasn't based on anything, right? That, well, that novel? It, not if you ask Harlan Ellison. <laughs> He's, yeah. He was suing that they ripped off a story of his. But, I mean, In Time I mean, is a poor man's slogan's wrong. Right, exactly. You know? I yeah. mean, it's the trading on the uh, an idea that's already kind of out there in the pop culture, you know? But it's like you... I feel like every studio, and we've talked about this a million times, just needs to have that sure bet of some kind of franchise that they can at least like say, oh, yeah, there's got to be a built-in fan base for this thing. Well, on that note, I mean, this actually ties in with a news item. Um, the Man from Uncle movie sounds like it's hit a real hiccup. Uh, there's a report out today that Steven Soderbergh has dropped out of directing it, that it was just way too much like – you know, brouhaha over who's going to be in the movie. Like, there's just this protracted struggle to cast somebody. They went through everyone from, uh, you know, George Clooney dropped out because of, he had an injury. And, issues, yeah, yeah, and he couldn't really, he didn't want to do it. Um, so they had looked at everyone from Matt Damon to Fassbender to Johnny Depp to Bradley Cooper to Channing Tatum to Joe like every, like an entire range of people. And he finally just went, screw it, and walked away. Um, but it begs the question, like, Maybe that's a good thing in a way because um, he was going to do a 60s version. I think if there's anybody who could have pulled it off and had it kind of kitschy but not too stupid, it would have been him. But who is a man from Uncle Movie 4? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's not for me at all. Yeah. I mean, look, they tried that before with the Avengers, and look what happened there. Tamed, and I Spy. Yeah, and I Spy. And, and the Avengers, though, and I'm not – obviously, I'm not talking about – the Marvel, Marvel comics. Yeah. I'm talking about the old '60s the Ray TV Fine show. The, the film was was period also, right? It was set in the '60s, or was it? No, updated? no, it was it was it was, it oh, was, it was modern, but they kept the they the dressed vibe. like it was. Still, yeah, like, you know, okay. Steed still had the the bowler hat, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. she still dressed. I mean, it's actually funny if you look that at it's timeless. If the you, cat suit. Yeah. If you look <laughs> at Uma Thurman in Avengers, she looks just like Scarlett Johansson in, Thor. in Black Widow. In, in, yeah, Iron Man Two. Yeah, so it was like yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just thought that was kind of uh, interesting that Man from Uncle is kind of falling apart. Um, you know, because Soderbergh said he's only got like two movies left, and then he's going to go on, you know, retirement for a while. To oh, paint. with Brad Pitt, they're going to both. They're going to both. <laughs> is he retiring too? He said he's uh, going to retire. He, in three he backed years, off so. of that. He's like, oh, I don't know. Um, other news: uh, We had dueling trailers uh, come ding, out in the ding, last ding, week ding, or so. Ding, ding. Mirror, mirror. And Snow White and the Huntsman, two Snow White movies that couldn't be more different. Yeah, that's much of a duel. Uh, yeah, Mirror Mirror is by um, Tarsum, and it's got Julia Roberts as the Evil Queen and Lily Collins as uh, Snow White, Army Hammer's Prince Charming, and then Snow White and the Huntsman is Kristen Stewart as Snow White, Charlie Theron as the the Queen, and Chris Hemsworth as the Huntsman. Uh, or as we'll be calling him, the Hunksman. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, okay, I'm just going to come out and say it. Mirror, Mirror trailer looks fucking awful. It looks <laughs> terrible. Well, it's funny because I had no idea. You know, they, they built, they've been billing this big competing Snow White project yeah. battle between the studios for so long. I thought they were going to be very similar in theme. And then you see the film or the two trailers. Completely different com- One's a comedy. Or yeah. hokey, and yeah. one is treated very serious and dark, and, and also, yeah, like a dark, yeah. gritty, like fan- yeah, Grimm's the fairy Snow White tale, and the Huntsman you know? one looks really cool. Yeah, uh, the Mirror Mirror one, I think that's being sold. I think that's like a family film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it it just the humor in it just it seems so tone deaf to me. Like, 
it seems to me like Enchanted missing the mark. You know, like yeah. it's yeah. it's like Enchanted worked, but this movie doesn't work, even though it's playing in the same territory. Enchanted just, worked because the director and the star, and the stars like Marsden too, like uh, and Amy Adams, both they got it and they they nailed the tone of what those characters yeah. were. You know, I I, th- I find Julia Roberts at least in the trailer really grating. Yeah, yeah, and it's a shame because I like I love Tarsum. You know, visually he, he's great, but you know, uh, you know what that trailer reminded me of were the flashback sequences in uh, Once Upon a Time. If you're watching that on ABC, mm. when they flash back to their lives in in the fantasy world, yeah, that's. The, the Mirror Mirror trailer. It's, yeah. it's crazy. It's like, wow, okay. I yeah, don't know. It's, it's not good. But Snow White and the Huntsman, uh, you know, last last week we talked a little bit about it, and I had only seen uh, a snippet of it. Um, now I've seen the whole trailer, and that thing looks pretty badass, despite yeah. Kristen Stewart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of Kristen Stewart. I knew I was setting you up Segway! That's <laughs> <laughs> the Segway bell. Um Kristen Stewart has been offered the female lead of uh, Kai uh, in Akira. What the WTF, folks? Uh, I'm only allowed one F-bomb now, I think, per podcast. We're going to try and keep it clean. Um, Man, that is the most Lily White friggin' uh, anime adaptation I've ever heard of. I mean, it's... you know, at a certain point, I would imagine these characters aren't going to have Japanese names anymore. I would imagine yeah. Akira must mean something else. It's, it could I be mean, code names or something like that. Yeah. It wouldn't make sense, really, yeah. in the way the story is. But um, I, I don't, you know, I, you know, we talked about the whole Asian versus white thing in the last, in podcast, the last yeah. podcast. But, um, I, you know, like moving on from that. I just don't just think, her inclusion alone. Yeah, like, I just don't love that. But who knows? I mean, uh, again, this kind of ties in with Snow White and the Huntsman, in that you know, it's 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 tough to you know in the trailer when they're like, "Who's the fairest of them all?" and they say Snow White, and you're like, "I don't know." Shirley's looks pretty damn good. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I if I had a if I had a pick, you know, I'm yeah. gonna go for the the milf probably with Shirley's. You know? I, I, yeah, I fully 100 percent agree. Whereas I like might Lily Collins is pretty before. Hot. I, yeah. <laughs> exactly, and the guy playing Prince Charming. Yeah. We're, we're gonna exhaust a lot of all. You know, <laughs> it's gonna get it's gonna get real. There's weird. at least Two seven dragons. dwarves there too before you. Can, yeah, you know? but um, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, Akira just sounds more and more like the worst possible version of that movie that they could make. But we'll see. I mean, I'm sure it'll rebound a little bit once they release some images. I mean, oh, that looks cool. But... Some of the other casting's cool, but, you know, I don't love yeah. her. I mean, she might not also be cast, you know? Like, we'll, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Um, one uh, kind of rumor that came out this week was about uh, the Star Trek sequel, which starts filming in early 2012. And uh, Scott Clara and I are, are the, you know, the huge Trekkies. And. The the rumor is that it's they're looking at filming in Hawaii to double as a jungle planet that they go on a mission to Endor. Uh, <laughs> yes. no, it's yeah. a, I'm sorry, but that's a the, forest the moon. forest moon <laughs> of Endor. <laughs> right, right. It's not a jungle planet. <laughs> well, uh, Ewoks are to uh, Star Wars what Tribbles are to Star Trek, and the one rumor is that the sequel it will not have Khan, that it's going to be Klingons. And hold on for it, Tribbles. But the Tribbles are being reconceived as more like gremlins, which are look like they're cute little things, but they're, they're actually these nasty teeth and they devour everything in sight. I don't mind Tribbles coming back 
you know, if but if, it just sounds like it could be very goofy. Like Star yeah. Trek got away with the tribbles because they had like. 25 other episodes right before it that were dark and heavy and yeah. you were interested <laughs> in these characters. Like, to me, this seems like a whole movie uh, where the sequence from the first movie of Kirk running around with his hands all blown out of proportion mm. and, yeah. and, you know, with the allergic reaction. Now that's going to be the whole movie? I don't, I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think it actually will be the whole movie. I think if they do the Tribbles thing, it'll be a portion of it, you know, and there'll be a way bigger problem. They're going to be like the bunny in uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I will say this, triples aside, I've always felt that um, um, the the uh, idea or the rumor that Khan is going to be the villain in the second film is... I don't know. I've never thought that, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be Klingons, and I think Benicio del Toro, should he get cast, is going to be playing a Klingon and not Khan. We were talking about his physiology being Klingon-esque yeah. yeah. a little bit. Um, I, 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 yeah, it could be a bit of an end-around, too. You know, Once in a while, studios will kind of throw information out there that, to throw you off the trail. Because yeah. I think, ultimately, they want to wow people with that first trailer and like really kind of change it up. But see, uh, one reason why I... I I suspect that it could be Khan is that Khan is one of those characters that transcends the fan base. Like people who don't really watch Star Trek probably have either seen Star Trek two wrath of Khan or know that, or just know the whole Shatner Khan thing, like from being used on radios. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I have a feeling Khan has kind of a, uh, a name recognition and maybe a hook value that, the Klingons have been in, in a bunch of movies and they've been in the TV shows. And I don't know, maybe are Klingons possibly too nerdy for the mainstream, whereas Khan is kind of cool? You know, I, I feel like it, it, and I think you're right on that sense. I would love to see, though, if they did go the Klingon route. We've just never really seen a truly, truly Klingons is just truly, truly scary bastards, which is really what they would be if, yeah. if we encountered them today. They are this warlike. They are yeah. like you know the Taliban and if, um, well, they would you know, be like in the, the old days, war. like when yeah. the, when the Vikings would just sail up to your coast. You'd be there in your yeah, little village. Just you'd be like, oh shit, yeah. you know, like yeah. and rape. Just don't forget rape. Yeah, exactly. And pillaging and all sorts of things. Um, yeah, I mean, I yeah, scary ass Klingons. Uh, if you're going to do the Klingons, you can't just. Uh, I think it would be kind of cool, too, if they didn't speak English. Have yeah. them speak Klingon. And Make we it can't as, communicate with them. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. You know? I mean, they're so different from us in every regard. Do know? it like three, man. Hot <laughs> dupa. <laughs> what was the uh Choi Choo or whatever it was like that you know they had to like mimic him so they could get beamed up yeah, yeah. so oh yeah effing good Christopher Lloyd we were talking yeah. about it last week he's so awesome good. man that he's dude had awesome range yeah you know awesome think about it he was Jim on Taxi Doc Brown Dream Team Star Trek 3 Piranha 3D. Yeah. You know who'd be an awesome Klingon? Luis Guzman. Although he'd, uh, he he'd would be, be a comic Klingon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was the Klingon that couldn't make it. it. was too short. Klingon sidekick. So he's he like, like the chef. Klingon he's, with he's, a little bit of a lisp. He, he's yeah. working the, the Klingon chuck wagon or something. Like, you know, he's the one they send out to like, you know, hey, uh, you know, Mock Toy or whatever, you know, Klingon name. They'd come up with him and he'd be like, oh, okay. For the longest time. My mom and and in my parents' bathroom, there's a we had a two bathroom house, and my my parents' bathroom when I would come home to visit had the Klingon uh, to English translation dictionary, <laughs> so I, I would read that thing from time to time. Nice, I can funny. imagine those times. 
but I don't want to. Uh, the Crow reboot. There was some concept mm. art that that was leaked um, last over the weekend, and uh, it showed Bradley Cooper. Uh, it was a legit concept art. Bradley Cooper, um, kind of, uh, you know, again they, they took photos from like Limitless and and stuff like that dramas he had done, and basically came up with a bunch of different looks for what he would have been like as the crow. And I got to say, not one of them convinced me that that would have been a good idea. No, don't well, fear not fanboys that he, he has left the project. So is that director, but we were kind of talking this morning before the podcast, the crow reboot, even necessary. No. And I mean, Joey Esposito, our comics editor is going to probably make this case mm-hmm. in a feature tonight. Um, I personally don't think it's necessary. I didn't love the first movie. I don't think that's any secret, but, um, but I love it a lot more than the prospect of another one. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I just don't think – I don't think they're going to bring anything that that movie didn't bring. And I just feel like it feels kind of like a cheap reboot to me. Yeah. 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 Well, let me just rattle off some news items. We don't necessarily have to, to comment on them. But uh, um, just kind of a rundown here. Uh, David Fincher – and his uh, uh, Benjamin Button screenwriter, Eric Roth, are reteaming for a Cleopatra biopic that Angelina Jolie is going to star in. Weird. Uh, the Michael Jackson's estate has approached Ivan Reitman about making a biopic of Michael Jackson that would only focus on certain parts of his life. Obviously. Obviously. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know if we need a Michael Jackson movie. I, I feel like Michael's kind of, you know... His memory needs to be left alone for a little while, then come back and, and I work think it's it. going to make a ton of money, though. Yeah. Um, the Hobbit trailer uh, will probably debut at Christmas time. That's when Sherlock Holmes 2 is coming out. And we're also expecting another Dark Knight Rises trailer around that time. Dark Knight Rises actually stopped filming this week. They finally wrapped. So, uh, yay, no more leaked footage from the set. <laughs> um, uh, then the also uh, trailer coming out at Christmas time will probably be the Resident Evil Retribution uh, trailer. If not at Christmas time, uh, it, to me it would seem more likely that it'll be with Underworld Awakening, which Screen Gems is also putting out in early January. What's the release date of Resident Evil? Uh, it's next fall. Oh, okay. So, so we got some time. Um, and then uh, the, our first real good look at uh, Lee um, Bing Bing as Ada Wong was uh, was released this week by Mila. I will spoil the whole movie via Twitter. <laughs> Jovovich. And by the way, is it, is it just me or does she was she dressed literally as uh, Alice was in the first film? Well, no, her character, dress and the, her character the, in the game has that. that outfit. Yeah, I don't. So, I mean, but yeah, maybe okay. maybe in the first movie they were just ripping off. Her ripping yeah. that off. Yeah. 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 So they're going to tie it somehow, maybe. And I hope her first line is, bitch, you stole my dress. <laughs> the whole movie is just about their odd buddy cop. That would actually really set the tone for that film. <laughs> uh, Woody Woodpecker is getting a movie uh, from the, the makers of Despicable Me and The Lorax. Uh, okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah, two thumbs down. Um, Asa Butterfield, who uh, plays Hugo Cabret in Martin Scorsese's new movie Hugo, has been offered the title role in the Ender's Game movie. Uh, so that's gonna that's finally interesting. happen. So, how old is that kid like? He's 13? like 14. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, Yvonne uh, Strahovski from Chuck is gonna be the female lead in I Frankenstein, which is based on the comic book. I always thought. 
Well, I mean, she's been tied up doing Chuck, but like, it's about time for her to do. That sounds really kinky. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> tied up doing Chuck. <laughs> it's it's about time for her to be in movies, you know? Like, yeah. So that's a good well. Thing. She was in Killer Elite. Yeah. Didn't we all see movie. that? Oh yeah. Oh. Um, I mean, big movies. Chris, <laughs> Chris Tucker uh, is finally uh, reportedly being wooed out of uh, semi-retirement to do another Friday movie with Ice Cube. Oh, I can't he said that wait. He would never oh, do the that other again. movie they do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. the name of that one? Do they have a name for it yet? Uh, no, probably yeah. just Untitled Friday. I, so here's the thing. Like, I feel like... They I should love, do it as, like, Follow Friday or something I, like that. Yeah. Like, FF. I love the original Friday. Yeah. But the two sequels, not yeah, so great. Yeah, definitely. So it, let's just forget that they ever made those two. And then come back with a really kick-ass new Friday movie. Yeah. And we'll all be good. So erase uh, apps from the Michael Epps from yeah, the... just, I mean from that deep mythology. Let's yeah. just... <laughs> it's a soft reboot. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the makers of uh, the Bioshock game uh, did an interview recently where they said that they're essentially they said they're in no rush to make a movie. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. If they're going to do it, they want to do it right. Pretty much everything we say. Um, it does seem though, like you know, why. Why why stick to it being a film? Could you maybe take something like that to cable? I think here's the here's the problem. It's very prohibitive because the um sort of it's not even the effects, but it's a lot of water to deal with if you set it in that world. I mean, perhaps the new game will open things up and, and What about do it as a, a dark animated movie then? Yeah. I mean here's the thing. Uh, what my point or? was gonna be like in the Mountains of Madness, or at the Mountains of Madness, the thing that mm-hmm. Del Toro was trying to get made, you know, also equally dark, horror-ish movie, that was going to carry an R rating. Bioshock wouldn't necessarily need to carry an R, but to do everything they, the They want it to, yeah. though. That's the thing. So if you have a budget that big and it's an R-rated movie, you're screwed. And I think it carries through to... I think sort of the budget concern carries through to TV because your budget on something like that on TV would be really astronomical just because you're going to have to be on that set all the time, dealing with all that stuff all the time. So um, I think eventually this movie will happen, but I don't think it's going to be necessarily the water part of that world. You know what video game is getting a movie, Chris? Rampage. Yeah. Yeah. 80s classic Rampage. Uh, For those uh, of our listeners who are perhaps too young to to know Rampage, I know there have been some subsequent incarnations of the game. Bad incarnations of the game. But uh, why don't you guys tell them what uh, Rampage entails? So Rampage is a... Man, I got a great story about Rampage. Rampage (laughs) is a game where you play as one of three um, beasts. It's basically a King Kong ripoff, a Godzilla ripoff, and then a gigantic werewolf Werewolf, ripoff. And so you basically just go around to all the cities in america eating people punching down buildings um destroying airplanes and all this that'd actually be a great travel channel show (laughs) (laughs) it'd be like anthony bourdain meets you know ghost hunters plus bazooka um so it was a badass game i love that game. monster versus food so if they do it right it could be like a cloverfield i'm thinking or if they do it uh, well they they mentioned as their possible template uh ghostbusters or independence day there you go ghostbusters actually is a great way to approach that yeah. movie, just like say hey how do we do this um i think it could be cool if if they keep that in mind um i've got a great rampage story 
Uh, so when I was... He didn't ask if we wanted to hear it, Eric. <laughs> Go ahead. So when... First time I ever got drunk. <laughs> okay. Was playing Rampage. So we... Uh, me you were my, nine. Me and my, no, no, it was actually... I was a good boy, man. I made it through <laughs> most of high school without drinking. Um, so me and my buddy Pat King were down in, in, our, in, in my parents' basement. And we were playing some, like, Nintendo Marathon. And... Uh, decided on a whim that we were going to go grab some rum and make the game more interesting. We pl- we plowed through an entire <laughs> bottle of rum, just he and I playing Rampage, and we got to the end of the game, played it for eight hours straight. Oh, my God. Drunk. Oh, my God. Wow. The views expressed here are not necessarily yeah. those of IGN.com. Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, one other thing I wanted to, to, to touch on was that there were some Star Wars uh, domain names that were registered uh, last week. Um, it's for Star Wars uh, identities. Now, to me, I, I, I'm I don't suspect this is anything for a movie version at oh, all. No. But uh, what do you guys think? I'm just for the sake of conversation. What do you think? Hey, video games or comics? Uh, I'm thinking they're comics. I mean, maybe. it could potentially, potentially. Well, no, I was going to say potentially be the live action TV series, but. Actually, now that I say that, I don't think so because I, it sounds like Star Wars identities. Like it would almost be backstories on some of the yeah. some of the characters we know. Like e- even the big characters, Luke, Han, this, and I kn- we know that the live action show is not going to focus on those characters. What if it'll it's... be bounty hunters though? So yeah. maybe it'd be a good way to kind of like you know know more about you know yeah. IG eight IG eighty yeah. kid. You know Gary eighty eight. <laughs> what if it is a Star Wars social network? Wow. That's a great idea. Forcebook. Forcebook. Yeah, that's awesome. Forcebook. I, I am now going to go and, and trademark yeah. Forcebook.com. But, you know, Star Wars Identities could be like something like that. It could be a website-based thing. I mean, it could be any number of things, and that's, you know. Yeah, domain would... registrations are always tough because you don't have any idea what they're thinking. Game or comic, I'm going to go with comic. Okay. Sounds like a Dark Horse comic to me. Okay. Well, I just want to switch things up uh, a little bit here. This is... Uh, uh, not something we would normally talk about, but I just found it interesting in sort of a broader new sort of way. Um, a lot of our um, our listeners don't know who Natalie Wood is, mm. but she was in The Searchers and she was in West Side Story. And maybe you know her from her final film that was re- released posthumously, Brainstorm with Christopher <laughs> Walken. Well, anyways, she died 30 years ago, uh, Thanksgiving Day weekend, and they reopened her uh her case, the LA authorities are reopening it. Um, you know, she died kind of mysteriously. They thought, you know, they, she drowned, but and she was drunk when she drowned, but you know, it's always been thought it was an accident. There's always been sort of whispers of foul play. What makes it sort of, you know, um, all the more curious is that she was on a boat with her husband, Robert Wagner, the actor and Christopher Walken. And now the boat captain after boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the boat captain has come forward after thirty years and said, you know, he he lied at the time of the initial investigation and now they're reopening the case based on his recollection. And I just it's just weird. It's just one of those things where it's like Natalie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he he heard a voice. Natalie, come here. It was some strange <laughs> thing that went, wow. <laughs> Look he, over the railing. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's so poor taste. But no, I'm just throwing that out there. We don't necessarily have to talk about it, but I just thought it was like one of those like the Hollywood kind of mysteries, uh, like mysterious deaths thing I, I just find kind of fascinating. Here's the thing, though. Why, why, why? 
do we need to waste resources on a murder that happened 30 years ago? Because it's a murder that the person escaped justice if it yeah. was a murder. Yeah, I mean, that's Isn't how it goes. is there a statute of limitations no, on a murder? No, not on murder. No. Um, I thought there was. Carl's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> that was the rest of that drunken rampage story that you failed to tell us. <laughs> Poor Pat, who hasn't been seen after, since. After, they got the basement. After they finished rampage, he killed them. <laughs> no. he, he put on a... He put on a gorilla suit and tore him to pieces. <laughs> in fact, Pat makes an appearance in an IGN video. Yes, he, was, he does. He was visiting me yes, he does. during... Um, we, we shot this thing where I breakdance fought against Jamie Kennedy. Oh, shit. That, and, oh, and he, for that terrible movie? And he was... And he, he carried was, your briefcase. Yeah, he carried my briefcase with my street cardboard in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, one, one movie news item, and then we're going to move on. Uh, they're turning Legos into a movie. Okay. <laughs> they turned, give they turned it into a video they game already called Minecraft. Into a video game. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a live action animation hybrid. So there you I don't go. like that, but you know, I think the time for a Lego movie is nigh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't like yeah, exactly. Not the blocks, but I would love to see like a Lego Star Wars movie or a Lego Batman movie or you Lego know. Harry Potter. Well, they're doing that on the on the. TV side of things, oh, DC yeah. Nation. DC yeah. Nation's going to do some like Lego Batman uh, shorts. Oh, that's cute. the cool that's thing cute. about Lego Batman or any of the Lego games. If you've never played them, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have, um, they're not voiced at all. They make these yeah. little like little like yeah. almost Sims like little mm, noises, you know. <laughs> and it's like actually really funny, sort of non voice voice acting. So right. does the Joker go like? <laughs> yeah, totally. Exactly. exactly. Um, you could go voice him. Now, Eric, you're the only one. One of the three of us who's seen Breaking Dawn, which yes. opens this weekend. Did I say Breaking Dong again? No. Um, yeah, you, Chris and I keep screwing up, uh, mispronouncing things. The other day in the meeting, he said the Hummer game. <laughs> yeah, and that is, was an actual. I mean, I thought that was funny, but like that was an actual accident. mistake. Yeah, I, I mean, but there's the porn parody that we we can't <laughs> wait for. And then I said Breaking Dong instead of Dawn. Um, did it, Did any of you guys read this? This interview that Scarlett Johansson gave, where she was talking about the pictures that that leaked out, you know, the that, ones she was, that she sent. They were to supposed Ryan to be Reynolds. for yeah. For um, she was talking about like you know this is this is um, you know something that happened between consenting adults, et cetera, et cetera. She's like, it's not like I made a porn film. And, and then her next statement was, not that there would be anything wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nice. like, who So from, go ahead and go make one. Yeah. <laughs> who from Vivid got out their Rolodex real yeah. quick and was like, <laughs> let's make some money. <laughs> More like Back Widow. There. Uh, there's a dumb joke. Yeah. All right. So anyways, you saw Breaking Dawn. Uh, wh- what do you think of it and how, how do you think it will do this weekend? Because it's made... Just from midnight showings alone, thirty point three million, which is you know point three million more than Eclipse made. It's now the number two highest grossing you know midnight uh, debut of all time, behind Deathly Hallows Part Two. Um, you know what? What do you think of uh, of the film, and how much do you think it'll make? Well, I think it'll probably come in fourth place this weekend behind. Edgar is going to kick its ass. <laughs> exactly. Um, I didn't review the film, so. Um, we had, you know, uh, Amy Rose reviewed it for us. So, um, uh, you know, I'm going to let her review kind of stand for the side. I, I personally didn't care for, for the film. Um, <laughs> um, 
But, you know, my wife had a completely different experience than I did with it. So I'm sensing know. a theme here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but now that's who, that, who, who's whose team is, is uh, Holly on your wife? Yeah. I, team she Jacob or team? Edward, she yeah, won't she won't, she won't. She won't. She doesn't pledge see, allegiance that, to either. Actually, yeah. But see, though. that to me, that sounds hey, you, you got to pin her down on that one. Say, no, no. I got to know which team you're on. Yeah. I've, yeah. I don't, I've, I've asked her. Team Bella. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, uh, I was interviewing the music supervisor on the Twilight soundtracks. He's like famous, famous music uh, supervisor, done a ton of stuff, the OC, you know. Uh, um, but, Just uh, the classics then is what you're talking about. Yeah. No, she's done She's done a lot of like Josh Schwartz stuff and, and she's done all the Twilight uh, movies. Her name is... Uh, she's seen more mopey teenagers than she ever <laughs> wants to. Exactly. Her name is Alexandra Pitsavis and she does a really awesome job. Like she's broken a lot of bands this way and stuff. But we were talking about it and that was my final question. She should have a, a, a TV show called Breaking the Band. Exactly. We, uh, she doesn't have a label now, but I was, we were talking uh, about uh, Team Edward or Team Jacob, and she said, Team Charlie. And I was like, who the hell is Charlie? Oh, you that's guys the know? dad. That's uh, Bella's dad. Yeah. yeah. She's all about Team Charlie, apparently. His Billy, it was Billy Billy Burke, right? Yeah, yeah. the actor. Yeah. That's super funny. Yeah. It's like, so <laughs> it, no matter who you ask, they've got a crush. I don't have a crush in, in Twilight, I don't think. Um I, I'm I'm just gonna leave my uh, my sexual desires out of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will. No, I'm Team Ashley Green, dude. Uh, she is yes. smoking hot in these movies. I, I might end Oof. up on Team Katniss if I keep. Seeing <laughs> the looking pretty good. Um, but um, so box office wise, though, I yeah. think this thing is gonna clean up this weekend. Um, <sighs> safe bet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to sound outrageous, but I mean, like. I'm talking like 130 million or something like that. I think that, it'll do know? even more than yeah, that. I, I mean, some of the projections are upwards of 160. Jeez I think Louise. I think 125 for me. I'm going to say okay. okay. So, so let's said, let's yeah. record these for. I'll say break. I'll say 131. I think. Oh, I like how he puts that extra one yeah. million for the undecided. Exactly. And then Carl, what about you? 125. 125. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the the guy who sticks his neck out. I'm gonna say one uh, 157. One five seven. What else is out this week? Uh, yeah. Happy Feet Two. A little right. something called Happy Feet Two. Right. I think that will be second place with. Uh, I'm going to say uh, forty three million for Happy oh, Feet wow. Two. I'm going to say second place as well, but I'm going to say thirty two. I'm going to go up by Jim and say about forty one million for that. Big box office this weekend. Yeah, yeah, they'll get it out of the doldrums finally. Yeah. You know, um, but and, and I, I'm going to be curious to see how Puss in Boots hangs in there with Happy Feet Two coming out, and then in the long run, how Happy Feet Two will do with Muppets right around the corner. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of very you know little kid friendly movies kind of coming to Crichton to the theater, and then we have Hugo, which is you know based on a, a fantasy novel, and how that'll affect you know the adolescents. Film goers and starring all Hugo Weaving, I believe. I'm going to say yes, I'm, I'm going to say Immortals at number three with um, 17 million. Okay. I'm also going to say Immortals at number three. Um, what did it What did it do this past? It weekend? made uh, 32.2. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say 18 million. Okay, 18 million. Uh, I'm going to say Immortals third place with uh, 15 million. I swear, yeah, we're all in agreement about the order, but uh, but definitely Watch some titles. There's Jad some... Girl Shoot Up or yeah. <laughs> Tower Heist or something. But um, all right, guys, well, that'll about do it for this week. Sorry that we were not 
able yet again to to get to read her email. Um, just tell Hollywood to stop just giving us so many damn know, things man. to talk about. Um, but please do continue to send in those reader uh, emails to keeping it real at IGN.com. As always, check us out on iTunes and give us a, some props over there. Um, uh, again, we probably won't be podcasting next week. It's Thanksgiving holiday week here in the States. So if you're an American listener, uh, enjoy your holiday, eat well, and we'll catch you all next time. Later.